Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Slice on Film. My name is Michael. I'm sitting here with... Brian. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're very excited. This is our third episode that we'll be doing, and our timing really went through great. Um, yesterday was May 4th, 2020, so big day in pop culture kind of history. It is May the 4th, Super Star Wars Celebration. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker the latest and final film in the God, nine movie saga of the Skywalker family um, started by George Lucas finished off with JJ Abrams, I guess. <laughs> uh, Brian, what'd you do to celebrate May the 4th? Not much. It's just um, as much as I love Star Wars, as much as I was raised on Star Wars, May the 4th is just another day. And I feel like it's really just gained cultural relevance in the past couple of years. I don't feel like it was that big of a thing when we were growing up, but all of a sudden um, with the rise of Disney, it has um, that day has taken a new meeting and cool. It gives people an excuse to nerd over Star Wars, but like I watched a good time yesterday by the Safdie brothers. That's what I did. So um, watch literally just got off the television right now, watching the rise of Skywalker on May 5th. So day late, but here we are. Wow, so we had drastically different May the 4ths. I, uh, as you know, and some of our listeners may know, I accidentally married someone who is the biggest nerd I've ever met about Star Wars. Um, the number of Star Wars Lego sets I have in my house, just in my possession, have increased tenfold since I've been married. Um, Cody really, really, really enjoys it. So we, we partied yesterday, basically. We started the day, we watched um the clone wars tv series i need to watch that i've heard i've heard good things man i got a lot to say about that so we watched the last two episodes again because they they surprised they've been releasing the episodes during quarantine on fridays for the final season but they they spice it up with a may the 4th and that's that was really exciting they also premiered the on disney plus disney galleries so they had a nice behind the scenes look documentary style with all the directors from season one of the mandalorian I need to watch that too. I, that looked awesome. Man, I can't wait for the next one. The first episode was about directing. So okay. it's got really, really great conversations. John Favreau, of course, leading the universe at this point. Um, the Mandalorian universe, right? He's, yeah, yeah, he's the Mandalorian like, yeah. universe. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really exciting. And then, you know, we watched Rise of Skywalker while we build a Lego set. Cody bought the uh, Blockade Runner is what he's been calling it. The Tantif 5, which is featured pretty heavily. Um, a little bit towards the end of this movie. And I had to beg him not to watch any more Star Wars today. I like woke up, did some work, and I turned around and he's watching Star Wars Rebels, which is okay. another television show. I had to beg him. I'm, I was like, I'm going to be talking with Brian for like an hour and a half about Star Wars tonight. Can I just please take a break? We, yeah, we definitely lived different lives yesterday. I heard, I've heard nothing but good things about the animated series, that all the different ones. I think there's like two or three different ones on Disney Plus mm -hmm. right now. Um, I've just never thought to start them, but I need to. So Yeah, I mean, I highly recommend it. So Clone Wars, which is the TV show, uh, went on a six-year hiatus and then came back for season seven. I believe it was season seven. I may be making that number up. But it came back and it, it runs right up, into, up until um, episode one. The, the Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace, or maybe okay. episode two. I don't know. I wish Cody was sitting right episode, here. Episode two is Attack of the Clones. So maybe it leans up to it. number two. Whatever. Those in the in the original trilogy, this is happening side by side. So there's some scenes where you okay, see so where Anakin. That, so is it the prequel? Is it the prequel or is it the original series? 
the prequel. Okay. Yeah, so this is during Emperor times, right? The whole Jar Jar Binks kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Because he shows up in the show, but it runs simultaneous. So the last season happens at the exact same time and that movie where Anakin kills off the Emperor or whatever he does and betrays the Republic and Order 66 and they kill all the Jedi. And that's the end of that series. So it lines up so perfectly. I could probably talk about that episode, but that's not what we're talking about today. Well, Anakin doesn't kill the Emperor in the prequel series, right? Well, whatever he does when he goes to the dark side, he kills that guy. As you can see, we we are, while we are fans of Star Wars, um, I, I, we're not, I can't, I don't think we, we can say we're diehard. Like we appreciate the culture. We love, we, we enjoy the movies, their entertainment, their, their popcorn movies. Um, and, but like, we know there's a lot of people out there who take star Wars incredibly seriously. So please don't get it, like offended or taken aback by any of the things that we might be saying or do not know in the, in the grand scope of star Wars, because there is so much out there. So yeah, today we're talking about the rise of Skywalker. I know this movie in the context of the nine Skywalker films, as well as the two solo movies being Solo and Rogue One. So that is my scope of Star Wars. Uh, um, so I guess with that being said... Yeah, but I- you you come from... Tell us about the memorabilia you have in your house, Brian. Yeah, I mean, my dad. My dad's a big Star Wars guy. We, I remember going to see this movie. My dad's being nostalgic of when Star Wars was released back when he was a kid. And he said he and his buddies would walk into the theater, pay like what, like two dollars to see the movie or whatever, and then they would they would walk. Yeah, exactly. They would walk out and be like, "Let's see it again." They would walk right back in. And he said the summer it came out, he saw it like twenty times, literally in theater. So. By the end of it, he was able to recite like every single line I have in my hallway right now. Um, all they're not original. Well, the some of the original posters, so like episodes four, five, and six, and then as well as the original marketing poster for um, episode six, it says um, "Revenge of the Jedi." Revenge of the Jedi. The title ended up being uh, changed to "Return of the Jedi." George Lucas felt that Jedi are vengeful. Um, but it makes for a really cool poster right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely grew up on Star Wars. I have a really embarrassing video of me in the third grade doing a book report on a Star Wars book. Um, but but you know, I but there are some hardcore fans out there that just flip and love it. They live and die by it. And I think, and we'll get into this a little later. I think <laughs> it's those fans that kind of drove the story a little bit of this movie. I think this movie tried to appeal more to fan service rather than quality storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's my two cents. Yeah. I mean, and with that, let's, let's jump into episode nine. Yeah. Let's so do it. What, what are your, what are your general thoughts? I mean, it, it, it was just bad. It was a spectacle, right? It was, it was fun to see. Some of the fight scenes were awesome. I'm maybe it's just I'm not attached to this trio of characters in this in this later one. I mean, in my house, we watched the the prequels numerous times. Me, for nostalgia's sake, I like going to see the old special effects in the original trilogy with creepy baby Yoda and his personality and see how that changed and stuff. So these new ones, it's I, I, I like the young cast. They bring the energy, but it was so off note for me. And it's it's hard. I'm looking at my notes. I have a. 
specific instances that I was like, WTF is going on here, but I can't even overall tell you exactly why this movie was so bad. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head is that it was so much fan service. Yeah. They, I feel like they actively try to, to redo or quote, write the wrongs of episode eight, the last Jedi. Yeah. The last Jedi. Um, that movie I thought was significantly better than this one, but it was trashed by some of those mm-hmm. hardcore fans because of the, some of the liberties and mis- and risks that movie took, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And that was done by Ryan Johnson, a different director than JJ who did the force awakens. And now this one and JJ, I feel like came back on met with Kathleen Kennedy and everyone in Disney and was like, Hey, we got to make these fans happy for this last movie. What can you do? So what do they do? They basically write off Kelly Marie trans character. You see her maybe for all three minutes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the storyline, potential storyline of there being kind of this romance um, LGBT representation between Poe and Finn. That's been hardcore rumored in the first two. Did you think that was going to happen though? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because there were news articles and stories leading up to J.J. Abrams saying, yes, there's an LGBT moment in this film. You can go ahead and Google that. Google that stuff. Google that shit, and you will see. So for me, I'm like, oh, I'm hyped. I'm going to see something that's really cool in Star Wars because you have this vast universe. Surely, you know, there are you know, people of color that we've seen, LGBT representation, different identities. And then that one moment he is harping on that he's bragging, literally bragging about in this article. Oh yeah, I'm JJ. I did this thing is this moment where these two women briefly kiss in celebration at the end of the movie. Literally, if you blink, you will miss it. So that was frustrating. So you didn't miss it. No, I didn't miss it. And then even then, and then even then, okay, fine. Cool. Like it's not them. Maybe Poe. I feel like if anything, Poe, he's definitely, I thought maybe they could have made him, either gay, by something. They dismissed that hardcore in this movie because there are several several (laughs) moments when he's like, he's a little horny in this movie. He's a little horn dog in this movie. He is, which is a little out of character. Exactly. So he's out of character um, from the first two. Um, All of a sudden, Kylo Ren, he's kind of back to Force Awakens Kylo Ren, then Last Jedi Kylo Ren. Um, you, in the last movie, they dismissed the idea that Ray comes from an important family. They said they come from nobodies. And then in this movie, obviously the big twist is that she's a Palpatine, which is also frustrating to me because it just brings back the notion that you have to be tied to some family or have some sort of lineage, um, uh, genetics to be this powerful Jedi, um, when and also in the last Jedi, the closing scene is that little boy using the force mm-hmm. to grab this broom, which conveys that oh, anyone can be a Jedi, anyone can be force sensitive, which to me is really, really cool and a powerful message. The more powerful message than just hey, you have to be a Palpatine, you have to be a Skywalker, you have mm-hmm. to be somebody big to be something significant. And so, all those things they try to wash away episode eight and made this movie and ended up just being two and a half hours of them jumping from scene to scene to scene, planet to planet to planet, doing this and that and this and that. And you're just like, what, what is going on? And you're exhausted by the end of it to the point where you can't even feel any emotions because just so much happened. Yeah. And speaking of exhausted, I was so just tired of these fake outs, these fake outs, which is something that I really was not happy with in the last movie where we make Leia fly through space. 
So we see now in this movie that Luke was training her. So she, we, we see the background from that scene that, yeah, okay, she's got the force in her. But they faked us out. We thought she was going to die in the last one. And she came back and we're like, oh, ha, ha, Carrie Fisher, she'll be in the last one. And then they fake us out with, here's some more spoilers out there, but Chewie on that transport ship. I really thought Chewie was dead and I, I almost threw my glass of beer at the wall because it was ridiculous. So ridiculous that he died or ridiculous that they, like, they faked his death or they made it seem like he died? What was ridiculous? At first I was like, okay, they're giving, they're giving all the OG characters some closure, right? We see Han Solo out in episode seven. We see Luke Skywalker become one with the Force in episode eight and then Leia passes away in episode nine. So those original trilogy characters, yeah, they've got their, their restitution. Lando did not. I'm just going off now. I got a lot to say. Lando just was like, hey, I'll still be here. Hang out. Well, it's- Lando doesn't carry the same weight as those three. He wasn't in the, the OG Star Wars and he shows well, he up. Was, but then why bring him out at all? Because then Chewie, so Chewie gets his fake out. C-3PO gets his fake out on some level because I was like, wow, they're just going to restart this guy. Is he? Those are all original characters, though. That's yeah, and, yeah, and Lando is also an original character, but they're like, all right, I'll, I'll bring him on at the end. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine. You know, it's fine. You know, especially when you have Solo that came out and you introduce Lando, young Lando in that. So there's there's definitely some renewed hype towards that character. I, I didn't think twice about him. Cool, they brought him in. Again, that fan service um, part literally could have done that could have been anybody else that could have been any character. The stuff that he did in that movie, like nothing that he was was very specific to the storyline. Just the fact that he's Lando is cool. So, you know, whatever. Always great to see ability Williams. Not mad about it, I guess. Yeah. In my, in my, in my perspective, but I, I, I was just frustrated. I was just frustrated with just what everything they tried to squeeze into this movie. It just seemed like they didn't have a plan. It seemed like they, they didn't know what they wanted to do. They do the Force Awakens, which was basically episode the original Star Wars episode four, um, which with like new people with new people. I'm not, people. And I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. It was good. I enjoyed it. It restarted the franchise. Went, All right, cool. We're in a good. But we're in. A it good brought spot. us the Renaissance we're in now of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, and then the Last Jedi happens. I'm like, oh, this is different. There was like maybe that whole that whole that whole sequence on that one like casino planet I thought was stupid, but everything <laughs> else I was totally cool with. I thought it was fun and I enjoyed the decisions that were made, like killing Snoke. I thought that was dope. Telling Ray that she's a nobody, comes from a nobody family. I thought that was really cool. Some of the sequences in that movie, great. The climactic sequence with Luke Skywalker and everything, that was dope. And then it goes into this movie and it just like poops on that movie and says, no, um, we're changing everything. So if anything, it just shows the lack of organization that's going on with this franchise. And that's frustrating because you know good franchises and good series can happen. You see that you know, with Marvel just pulling off something that was extraordinary with Infinity War and Endgame, I thought. When you talk about good closures, mm-hmm. but that was pretty great. And then you, you, what is it, six, seven, eight months later, they do this. You know, this comes out and you have yeah. Endgame in your rear view mirror and you're like, all right, cool, I'm ready for this Endgame type uh, spectacle. And it's just not there. It doesn't live up to it. So um, for all those reasons that I, that I said and more. And and I'm also frustrated with the tone of the movie. There are parts of this movie where I, it looks really scary and dark and bleak. Ooh. And then there are other parts where the writing is just really kid-friendly and silly and stupid, I thought. So I, I, I just didn't think this movie knew what it wanted to be or wanted to do. Yeah. It th- there were so many throwaway lines. Like, I can't even think of anyone. But I feel like every single scene that ended with the gang on some ship or trapped or something... 
they couldn't just end it. They had to have a quick little quip. It had to be either Poe fighting with C-3PO or Finn and Poe nagging like they were an old married couple. Poe trying to, oh, what were you going to tell Ray before we died? We still don't know. Yeah, so I, I, have, I have thoughts about that slash things that I've read potentially, but... Yeah, yeah, like I, we have all we've seen the theories at this point. I feel like you know we can really get into this. Easter eggs are something I love. I love Star Wars for that. And you know, you mentioned that there's no coordination for them at it, where Disney is with Star Wars, but I'm only seeing that on the big screen. So we, I started yes. kind of talking about all these all these small screen projects that they have that fans love, and that's because the the lore. And George Lucas has built this this vast galaxy with so many characters and they can draw from books and movies and they're tying in video game characters. And they had such a great opportunity. And what they did do well in this movie, let's talk about Ray's kind of final showdown where she gets up off the ground, right? Where she hears all the Jedi voices from her past. Loved it. That Easter egg, right? And you, you guys and listeners, you can go and kind of Google who was in there, but they had not only the characters' voices that they were supposed to be, but they had those actors on board. So in Clone Wars, we've got Ahsoka Tano. The voice actor for that character lent her voice to the movie the first time that that character's voice has been on the big screen. Samuel Jackson was back for Mace Windu. They had Hayden Christensen did the voice for Anakin Skywalker, right? They were all back. They had every single one of them. They even had Luke. Luke did it twice, I think. uh, Mark Hamill had two voices for old... Oh, no, Obi-Wan had young Ewan McGregor and the old guy saying it. So, like, just tying all that in, there's voices from the video games as well. That is what fans were waiting for, was this big kind of celebration of the past nine movies. And instead, I just come out of it thinking how Kylo Ren is still kind of, like, a loser. And, like, I don't want to say the B word, but he's kind of a bitch. I said it anyway. Like, he's a little loser still, even in this movie. Even in this movie, the first Adam Driver review that came out was that he was just a whiny little baby that took his shirt off for some reason in that first movie and they never did it again. And now he's still like, I don't know what to do. Can I do it? And then suddenly he gets some charisma, like Han Solo charisma in the final fight down in the spooky basement that you're talking about. I'm going to stop talking now because I'm, I'm getting angry. It's, it sucks because like I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I'm not into the deep, deep dive into it like you know, like my husband is. But I respect it as a cultural institution, and J.J. Abrams let us down again with a movie. Yeah, so I, I like J.J. Abrams really leading up to this movie. Like he did Mission Impossible 3, which I think re- revitalized that franchise. Then he did like Super 8, they enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. The first Star Trek, revitalizing that franchise. I even like Star Trek Into Darkness. A lot of people don't. I thought that was fine. Um, then the force awakens did that and he then he's like producing like lost and alias and shit like that he did all the cloverfield cloverfield movies yeah so he's got it quite the resume just like i think he was just tasked to do so much with this movie and he just like shit the bed a little bit but speaking of that last sequence um so you don't think that was adequate redemption for kylo ren I just think he turned on a dime too quick. Yeah, I completely agree. So like, look, Leia dies, and then all of a sudden he realizes, like, he's got no parents and he feels sad. Is that what happened basically? Because they had she's he's fighting Ray, and then she stabs him with his lightsaber because he dropped it after realizing what happened. Like he felt Leia dying or died, 
And then, and then she saves him with force healing, which is a new thing in this movie. Um, and what, then he has a conversation with Han, the, the same conversation from the force awakens. So the only thing that changed is time. <laughs> and then now he's like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to chuck my, my lightsaber away and go defeat Palpatine with Ray. Like, I don't, like you said, I don't really quite understand what was the difference there. They didn't, they, I feel like they just didn't build up his tension enough. Like when every time you saw him, he was just like, I, I don't know if I could do it, Ray. And then come join me, take my hand. And it was just so back and forth that like he was teetering for so long that both sides were giving him so much force and motive to join their side that I didn't get the tipping point being Leia. He had so much hate yeah. before. And he fell in love with Ray in this movie too. It's like, it's like the only, yeah. So I have a lot of thoughts about that. The only, the, <gasps> you see moments, I think throughout this, this, this trilogy where like he sees his mom and he kind of freezes. So I feel like he feels yeah. like there is that connection. Like there's that scene in the last Jedi where he's going to go in and shoot, shoot that ship down. But then he sees Leia and he's, he feels Leia. Then he doesn't, but then she gets blown up anyways. So I guess there is that connection. He has that emotional connection with her and it is when she dies that he's like, oh, shoot, what have I been doing? He comes comes to it. Um, and he, you know, and then he comes and really saves the day, right? Like, do you, do you think he is like, does he end up saving the day in this movie or is it Ray? I'm, I'm, that left me confused when I first watched it because you have this really strong female character in this trilogy with Ray. And then it kind of comes down like to him, to Ben, to, to Kylo Ren. Is, is he the savior? Is Ray able to do what she does without him? Like, I, that- I don't know because we, I, the only reason, I don't know. So that, See, it's, it's complicated. So right? that left me. I wish there was a better, a better, I wish she had a better moment. Like, yes, she ends up killing Palpatine. Um, melted his face off like Raiders of the Lost Ark again. Scary, like that. That is. Did you pee yourself? No, but I was just like, this is this is frightening. This is the kind of things that are going to get going to get a child nightmares for sure. Even Palpatine, mm-hmm. Palpatine in the beginning of the movie, his wide eyes. You know, I'm just like, this is this is horrific. You know, this is potentially traumatizing. Um, but anyways, when when he comes back and then he force heals Ray, which kind of gives does that like. Wait. He force heals her. Yeah, she's died. She died. Like right, she defeats Palpatine, and she falls, oh. and she falls to the ground. She falls yeah. to the ground, and then he revives her. They kiss, which is, I think, just an awful decision. I just don't understand why that needed to be a thing. And then, Absolutely. and then he falls to the ground, dies, fades away. He is fulfilled. That is basically, you know, he. I'm assuming when your when your body goes off, I'm assuming that you have just fulfilled your. You fulfilled your your destiny, if you will. Well, in theory, I believe that if he, in the end, since he went good, he had his Jedi powers. So at the end, Ben Solo is a Jedi. Kylo Ren is a Sith. But the same way we look at Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader as two different characters. Yeah. Kylo Ren and Ben Solo are different. So I'm thinking that was his his force. Like, he'll be able to come back and hang out with his Jedi mom. Yeah, with... And Luke Skywalker and all that. Yeah, I completely... I, I agree with that. I just... I don't know. I thought it could have been a better ending for Ray, a stronger ending for Ray. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about. That. And again, that kiss, like 
her, she kissing him. I, I never have I ever felt there to be this sexual attraction, this physical attraction right. between the two of them. If anything, they should be more brother and sister. And at the very end of the movie, she says that she, she chooses the Skywalker identity, which then technically means they're at the very least step siblings, you know? Yeah. So, which further which, which further emphasizes this sensual, um, plot line in the Skywalker series dating back to the original series. Right. Yeah. So it was weird. Yeah. So I, so I, I find that weird. And, and then I also, really, when I sat down to watch it, I was like, all right, so they're brother and sister. Right. And cause it was like, Michael, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not, I, that's what I thought the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for them, but it wasn't like a brother, sister kiss. That was a full on smooch. Tough. Yeah, for sure. Pretty hot. Um, no, I, I, even that, I don't, I don't think it was. If it was weird, I, I did not feel any. Chem- That's because I don't think Adam Driver can kiss. I don't think there was any any chemistry there at all. It felt weird. Um, and I like Adam Driver, Adam Driver a lot, and Daisy Ridley both individually. Just, I don't think that, that that didn't work on so many levels. If it, I would have much rather have seen that between Ray and Finn. If there had to be some sort of yeah. romant, romantic, because they were going to throw away Finn's girlfriend anyway. Yeah, so that was also stupid too. So. Um, so there's that. And then you talked about Leia earlier being trained by Luke, um, in that sequence in the movie of this one, did you catch that? Like the reason why she didn't go on to continue being a Jedi is because she had a vision that her, that her son was going to die if she continued down, continued down this path. And he died anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, is that bullshit? Like, cause Leia was, she beat Luke in that training. I'm under the, and you always know, you know from the original series that Leia is force sensitive. She's able to have conversations with Luke. At the very least, she is force sensitive. And then she's training. She seems to be a pretty good badass with a lightsaber. And you're like, all right, she has the potential to be a really good Jedi. And then she's like, nope, gotta be a mom. You know, like I gotta, I gotta yeah. save myself. Is that, is that bullshit? Is that, what, what are your thoughts on that? That could have been a totally different story in the Skywalker, in the Skywalker series. So maybe, I don't know, maybe if she did become a Jedi and she finished her training but still had a baby with Han Solo, then maybe that baby would still grow up to be bad and she'd have to fight him? I guess, or, what, I'm ask, I guess what I'm asking, do you think that's, it's just not, it's not pro-feminism, right? It's just like not, it's not a woman, oh, yeah, empower, no. it's, it's not a woman empowering story. And then it takes them, the rest of that series, the prequel series, and then this series to have a strong female lead. Mm-hmm. And then even then she kind of ends up being the damsel in distress towards the end of this movie and then needs the Ben character yeah. to save her. So I just, and then they may Poe the one Latin character in this movie, a spice runner, you know, a drug dealer, a drug smuggler. And I'm just like, what's, what's going nah. on here? What's where, why do they need to make, have give Poe this background? Although I am intrigued, I would be totally down for a Poe series or spinoff movie. Give oh me that. yeah. But again, I just like all these different things. Totally. It just didn't sit right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, this is the whole movie just did not sit right with me. And even when I did enjoy it, there were some scenes that I did enjoy. And I think maybe we should take a minute to honor and say some nice things, but just overall, it just wasn't strong and you know of of course production was interrupted by the death of Carrie Fisher so they had to do some rewrites Um, fun fact her daughter Billy Lord was the actress that they put Carrie's face on for that scene with Luke they use like outtakes of their face for like digital mapping so 
that's something Big Brother would like to know about. <laughs> I think that's the most disturbing advancement in modern filmmaking for me. Um, yeah, it's just it's a bad ending. And I think back to J.J. Abrams. We love his we love his stuff, but he's not good with endings. Lost, terrible ending. Everyone hated that, and it only went on so long because I I don't think he knew how to end it. Alias ran for so long, and he was lucky that that was like a, a each episode didn't have to tie in together, right? It was just like a, a crime thing that she was doing. But then I'm thinking in my wheelhouse, all the Cloverfield movies, Cloverfield number one could have been left alone, but J.J. Abrams had to be like, there's going to be another one. The monster's still alive. And then the second one was nothing like that. I didn't like the ending to 10 Cloverfield Lane. And when he was attempting to make his universe bigger in the way that Star Wars you know, does very well, Cloverfield Paradox, which premiered after the Super Bowl that one year, had a terrible ending as well and he's got no plans to make it like they're just not connected even super eight i don't know if the ending in super eight is my favorite i'm trying to remember it right now it's Where been the, a while since the I alien seen like goes off into the space he collects all the damage from the town oh and the, yeah 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 the, yeah, the yeah. abused little girl's father is like okay it's okay i won't abuse you anymore not mm. not great not, not not an awesome ending yeah but it's all we have it's all we have so on that note brian give us give us your things you liked about it you we've got to have a couple what are some things that you actually enjoyed about the rise of skywalker okay um so things that i liked about it was the death star uh revisiting the the death star on that planet i thought that was a really cool scene i like that fight sequence with um with ray and kylo ren that that was kind of cool um with that being said that map on that dagger i don't understand like (laughs) those little goonies stuff that's what that was looking at it i'm like all right. It just seemed convenient. Like, oh, the Death Star, I'm facing the right way of the Death Star and it's positioned in the ground in the right way. I, I don't know. I always I've had this dagger in my pocket the whole time, but now I know there's an attachment to it yeah. that'll show me exactly where to go. So, but I, I enjoyed that sequence. Um, uh, See, you can't even think of them off the top of your head because going back, I'm only pissed. I've got one that the... Man, when all, when the cavalry arrives, oh, when all those ships cool. at yeah. when the commander except oh see the good thing is just ruined by another thing. The line is like they don't have any fleet, and this random guy goes, It's just people. What kind of line is that? Yeah. It's just people. and in the end, it's not just people, it's everyone. They they could have made such a like that could have been their avengers moment now of course all the characters there can't really be identified in their ships but i'm sure eagle-eyed star wars star wars lovers can go into that scene pause it and pick out some ships that they might recognize that felt very endgame that's a good point they have everyone showing up there and at the end when when ray is beating palpatine palpatine is like he says something along the lines of i am the emperor i am whatever i am all powerful and then ray is like well, I am all the Jedi. Like, like it's I am inevitable, Thanos, and then Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Like both these, and I'm just like there are a lot of parallels, but I guess that doesn't. That should be overly surprising with Disney owning both franchises, I guess. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, that was a cool scene. That was a good reveal. I enjoyed that. It took them forever to get there. A lot of people died before they got there, but it was oh good God, that they got so there. Many. And I wonder how many horses, because then suddenly they just had horses on that. How is that possible? I don't know, but I was I was so upset. Like, like 
without even thinking about the, the physics and the logistics of it all, <laughs> cool that look cool. Like always love a good march and stampede and people riding horses into battle. I've always thoroughly thought that was a cool sequence. But how? Even exactly. literally no more than an hour earlier in that movie, you see Finn pop out of the Millennium Falcon and wearing a breathing apparatus, tell, asking, <laughs> telling where to jump into an alcan and that he'll catch her. So it's already been established earlier in the movie that they have to have these masks on in order They're to breathe They're high altitude, space. yeah. So I don't, I don't understand how they are possibly breathing right there. Maybe the new ships have their own atmosphere. Maybe. Now, the, and I was reading again, this is the first and as of right now, the only Star Wars thing that has used live horses in filming. And for me, they looked like horses. When they had the wide shot zooming in onto the stampede, I just assumed they were riding horses from like that I've seen at a farm around the corner from my house, not yeah, cool. intergalactic something. Like if you wanted to have a stampede, give them like fast bugs or something. That'd be so much cooler. Than horses. I'm fine. I'm fine with them having horses. I am. I'm cool with it. I didn't see yeah. any horse dead bodies. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they're, they're strong. People. And also the image of all those horses being knocked around in one of those transport ships during like these evasive maneuvers is just yeah. hysterical to me. <laughs> um, another thing I thought was kind of funny is that the whole entire movie up till C-3PO, his memory getting washed, they're just bashing him. The whole entire like, like I know no one likes three PO in this movie. Poe especially is just dragging him down, insult after insult, subtle dig after subtle dig, and then and then he whips out that line, "Hey, three PO, you okay? Just taking one long, one long last look at my friends." And you're just like, oh, even he's like a dog, so loyal. You know? The um, the original guys didn't. I don't think they hated him that much. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I see three PO is. The only character, him and R2, are the only ones in every single Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. And and his last line, uh, not last, last line, but another stupid throwaway comedic moment they didn't have to do is when they're resetting his brain, after one long look, he goes, oh, I just came up with another idea. And then the Babu Frig blasts yeah, his brain. Yeah, yeah. So not fair. Try because be A, he's a droid. He doesn't calculate options while he's getting his brain worked on, he would immediately calculate, oh, this is something we can do. He wouldn't wait until he's on death's door. Yeah, throw your arms up and just say, I don't know, because no one, I don't know anyone who can explain that to me then. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure, but... And then, and then they, they, bring his, they bring back his memory at the end. You know, they bring back R2-D2 restores his memory at the very end. Yeah, and he says something that's... When, did he restart his memory until there was one point? So there's a point where R2-D2 comes back and he's like, says something and C-3PO is like, I think I would remember who my best friend is. And yeah. then R2-D2 is like, wait a minute. And then just restores his memory. And next thing you know, he's good to go. So again, another one of those stakes that don't feel that high, even though that lasted longer in the movie. It's just like, I don't know. That was a pretty cool moment where his eyes went red though. Yeah. Sure. C-3PO has had that moment. And Babu Frick was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, just another another commercial item for Star Wars oh, and Disney. I don't know. That was, and there was some great puppetry in there. That little Babu Frick character was all puppets. The giant snake in the in the Harry Potter inspired pit. That was <laughs> that was another puppeteer in there. Cool. So I and that's that's why I respect it. You know, they 
every cantina scene that we have in a Star Wars movie, I love because creature effects and kind of building this world is awesome. And that's what Star Wars has. It has the option of then taking another scene from, let's say, this one. And in that cantina, there's another bounty hunter somewhere. There's another crime lord. There's another Padawan, maybe, in another movie or something that has their own story. And you can expand on that. I think that that's what people like. Like, you could just see one character. And you know George Lucas would have a backstory for every single character on screen. J.J. Abrams wouldn't. For sure. Um, All right. So with all that being said, do you want to do... um, Where do you want to have that pizza? Oh, yes. Brian Deal. Let's do our challenges. So our uh, return listeners here on Our Slice on Film, you know, we have some uh, running challenges we have, Brian. Our first one is you have to pick a scene from The Rise of Skywalker that would be better if introduced a pizza. So this is, this is hard. This is, it was really hard to pick one. Not because there's a lot of great scenes. <laughs> it's because I couldn't find a, just one that either makes sense or that I would enjoy having a pizza in. I guess for me, thinking about it, it would be at the celebration of the ancestors Oh, the, event, the event that happens once every 42 years and they just so happen to show up on the right day um, of that celebration. How nice. So, you know, they show up, uh, Lando finds them, whatever, and then he brings them back to his, to his place and he's like, hey, got some pizza here. Let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's chat about the good times and talk about what we need to do to defeat the Sith. You know, one of the, I love the one idea of, of Lando hanging out in an RV at like Coachella, just giving kids pizza and Jedi advice. Yeah, I can see. I, yeah, I, I can. I can see. Wouldn't be surprised me if uh, if he actually does do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have liked to see maybe a an air battle in that ancestor field, mm-hmm. maybe where they're all celebrating, and then you see how terrible the order is, and they just like start shooting. Yeah, and that's also that. So that leaves that chase sequence where they're being chased by those stormtroopers in their respective vehicles, and then you mm-hmm. see that the stormtroopers. Are able to fly and then they say oh oh thank you brian how do you feel about that scene it was silly <laughs> okay great excellent this little teeter-totter catapult machine is ridiculous if so, they have jets on their back you don't have to launch them so i'm fine no, so 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 i'm fine with that i'm fine with them launching them you thought that was cool um, yeah i thought that was fine but then chewy says something and then he's like oh they can fly now they can fly now they, they can, can fly, fly now. now. Like again, that whole tone, that to, whole yeah. tone thing. Like, all right, now we're leading on the really silly part, and then like Ray shoots one, and then a stormtrooper swirls. So comedic. Yeah, exactly. Just, again, that happens to over, Wiley Coyote. That yeah. shouldn't happen to a so, stormtrooper. Again, oh, just over the top. Over, there needs to be some sort of compromise there. You know, that line is fine. Oh man, they can fly now. Say it once, but do it maybe twice. Angrily, even yeah, not yeah. even a shock, but like, oh, oh, they can fly. Like I don't like, know, like and, oh shit, they can fly now. You know, you know, something like something like that. You know, but I don't know, but like, oh, they can fly now. They can fly now. They can fly now. You know, like it's just make just, them look like a bunch of goofs. Exactly, exactly. So it takes away from the from the serious of the moment a little bit, and again, just for me, it, it switches tone so many times, and. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to Marvel, that's what I'm just going to compare it to. That is that is somehow manages to be a family movie with big stakes, and it manages the comedy and these real life themes, in my opinion, fairly well. 
And for this, this is just, it's so black and white. It is so you're either this or you're that. And it bothers me. It doesn't mesh well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, no, it it's doesn't. Sad. It's a sad, sad ending. Not the ending of the movie made me emotionally sad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, so um, that's my pizza scene, though. I think it kind of would make sense there. Um, the kind of pizza that would, would be there, probably not a deep dish pizza because this movie doesn't deserve the caliber of a deep dish pizza there. <laughs> So probably a New York one. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> no, give him like a DiGiorno. Lando's just got like a, a microwave or something. Yeah, it's probably it's like a rising crust. <laughs> exactly. You guys want some pizza rolls? Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's something. But that's that's what I think. How about you? That's great. Um, I I'm gonna harp back to this snake pit. I think my pizza scene is when they encounter the basilisk and um hermione oh no i'm sorry ray is using (laughs) using the force to heal its wounds um cute i love that she could talk to animals it's been done before for jedi um but i think i would have liked it better if she just like slowly stalked up to the snake and like reached behind her back the way that kylo ren did with that lightsaber at the end and like just had a pizza pulled it out forward and the snake was like thank you and ran away and then they got out yeah i think that that would probably be better than her that snake should have bit her head off no doubt that they 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 made it a point of saying how dangerous it is and then the snake didn't even snap at them and i don't think ray knew she could talk to snakes at that point was she talking to the snake or they were just having a showdown right they were just looking at one another and then eventually she sees that it's hurting and then it places she places her hand on it and then it just heals i don't think they were actually really they weren't at least verbally communicating I've got one more Harry Potter reference. Parcel tongue for Harry Potter. He heard it in his head, not out loud. Okay. So maybe Ray is in his head, like, here you go. If if this Here's is some cheese. And I'm not a big Harry Potter guy, so again, just just. So further, all these are lost on you. Just further adds to the criticism I have to this movie, but I, I respect <laughs> Harry Potter and what it means to to pop culture and everything. Um. That's, That's a really a nice way of saying you don't get any of my jokes. No, I mean, I, no, I, I've seen enough though. I've seen enough. I've seen, I've, yeah. I, I understand, I understand that. I understand that reference, but I, I, okay, I don't thanks. think they were communicating though. Whatever. I didn't like that scene. A pizza would have made it better. All right. Fair enough. Now that I can get on board with. All right. Next up, our next challenge, Brian, name a character that you'd like to have a slice of pizza with. I can go back and forth on this, um, but I'm going to go with Poe. I'm going to go with Poe. Um, Bro. Yeah. And then, so they allude to his, his past, which again, I, I take a little bit of maybe not offense, but just like that has to be his backstory. Again, you choose the one mm-hmm. Latin actor to be the, the drug smuggler. Um, but um, I'd be interested to hear about his backstory. What made him want to join the resistance? What got him into, uh, how did he become a good pilot? Um all the things. I think he has a lot of a lot of stories to be told, and I think we can learn more about one another over a good old slice of pizza. Uh, I would in, uh, I would enjoy that. I mean, you you see the Star Wars characters that have the most stories, the most fun, are, are the those kind of the underground, not bad, morally ambiguous. They're just out for themselves. Like they just get into it. It's so much fun. Yeah, for sure. He's he's like the Han Solo of of this trilogy, you know. And I've always mm-hmm. liked Han Solo, and um, I think. Harrison Ford is a better Han Solo than Poe is than Oscar Isaac is a better is as Poe, but 
Yeah. And I love Oscar Isaac. It's not a dig towards Oscar Isaac because I yeah, love Oscar great. Isaac, but I think that's just testament to more of Harrison Ford as here, uh, as Han Solo. But I think it'd be cool to have pizza as uh, with Poe. Yeah. Well, maybe we can have a double date um, because my character is going to be Zori, Carrie okay. Russell's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she's got some stories, right? And I kind of want to hear the, the shit about Poe. I want to hear why were they lovers? Are they... I don't know. Are they actually married? Do they have, is it like a Ashton Kutcher movie where they have to go back to Vegas and get the ring off or something? It's, it would just be so interesting. Plus she's got my favorite girl power moment in the movie where she's got Ray on the ground or Ray's got her on the ground. And she says, not that you care, but you're all right. Or I approve or something. And yeah. Ray's like, I do care. And I like that. That was a really cool, like girl power moment. Um, I wish they could have reconnected again at the end. Like maybe Zori could have caught Ray. I think that that would have been kind of fun. And then sure. give him back to Poe. And po- she's like, all right, here's your girlfriend, Poe. And like something cute there. But yeah. she would just be great. Plus, if we sit at the same pizzeria as you, they can bicker across the restaurant. Which sounds great. So then that leads to the point where are we having this pizza? Where? Yeah. If we're going to try to double date this thing, where are we going to have the pizza? Where, where are we going to be having dinner? The ruins of the Death Star. Okay, fair enough. Or my ideal aroma might be the Sith Lair. But you, you hell no, that flipping arena of, of those people. I don't know. Again, I don't know. But they got messed up when she blew them up and they were getting hit by everything. I was like, oh, carnage. Why are in it? Why is he in this football dome having on attached to these wires? How did he get there? And, and these fleet of ships. What? Who? Who created them? They've just been chilling there for eighty years. Like you're gonna tell me over the span of 60, 80 years of nine movies, you were able to create all those things? It takes. Is that how long it takes? Is eighty years? Uh, is the timeline? I, I have no. No, I have no. Well, you, whatever. You think it about is. the you think about the prequels and then you go to the originals and then you think about how old Luke Skywalker and is the old think, Republic. You think about how old Luke is in this one. You know, you think about you know, you know, maybe around that line. I'm not sure, but anyways. Taking building all those ships, what I would think would take a long ass time. It takes Memphis like three years to build a flipping highway. So like, you um, know, so I don't know. That's my thoughts. And then also, and then Finn, um, Ray, I have something to tell you, but he never does, which is just an annoying, annoying, annoying plot hole or, or, yeah. or thing that just never happens. I, when I first saw the movie, I thought he was going to say, Hey, that I love you. You know, like, but and I felt bad for I keep forgetting Finn's girlfriend. Tot tot starts with a T. I don't know. You knew Finn's girlfriend. Oh, Kelly the, Marie Tran. Yeah, what's yeah. her character's name? I'm not sure. Rose. Rose. Yeah. I mean, I was I was heart heartened for Rose. I was like, oh, they were in love, and now Finn's a cheater. Yeah, dismissed that entirely. But no, from what I've read, and then just watching again a second time, I think he was going to tell her that he's force sensitive. That he can he feels the force yes. a little. Yeah. Um, I like that theory. Yeah. Why did they explore that more? Why? Why did they have to do that at all? Or that? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, good point. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll tell you why. It's an easy excuse to have Ray doing something stupid, Finn elsewhere, and us seeing Finn go. Oh, Ray's in trouble. I need to go save her yeah. with no communication at all. Yeah. Like this just makes it so easy that everyone in the galaxy can just feel each other, which I like. I like that idea, that whole lore about Jedi power and and that. But 
the whole point was that there was the last Jedi. So why so, does so now everyone have being force sensitive and being a Jedi are two totally different things, right? But I thought the force had gone out. So that no, that I can't speak of. But I don't no, know. but you see that little boy in the last movie grab that broom. The force is in all of us. It surrounds all of us, right? Like the force is everywhere. It's hope. And and maybe there's a select population that can that is sensitive to it. And then there's even a more select population of that who are able to wield it and become Jedi, right? So I'm fine with Finn. You know, having it, I, you're right. I think it was. I think it was cheap in this movie for all of him to all of a sudden have it. I think it was be able to move the plot forward in some instances, but I, I wish they either explored it more or they don't touch on it at all. But in this, I have something to tell you. I have again, childish. How many times? It is so childish. How many times right. growing up did you go to your friend? I have something to tell you, but not now though. You know, like now it's not the right time. But I have to. I have a secret to tell you, but. I'll tell you later. You know, how many times did you do that as a kid? So yeah, it's just, they are, they are kids. And, and the other way around, I, I think in the original, um, the original trilogy and then the prequel trilogy, there's a really good balance between Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker being young kids dealing with developing these Jedi powers and going through life and having mentors and, and meeting people and going on adventures that they, those two actors had a really good balance between playing it young and a little childish, but also being serious on the note. These guys who look older, yes. arguably these characters look older than any of the original guys. Uh, that's because back in the 70s, it was cheap to pay young people. Um, these, they just, it just doesn't add up and I, it doesn't have the same feeling as, as the rest of Star Wars does. No, I, I completely agree. Um, didn't work for me on a lot of different layers. Um, so like that being said, Michael, what are your slices? Uh, yeah, this is probably going to get a three slice rating. Three out of eight slices, I think. Uh, three and a half just because I'm going to give them credit for trying. Okay. What about you? Where, where are we at? I'm, I'm giving this two out of eight. I'm getting, two, uh, th- whoa. That's what I came in. You know, that... I did not enjoy rewatching it. If I'm being honest, it, it, it feels long. It feels like a lot. And yes, there's some cool sequences, but it doesn't, doesn't make up for it. And just thinking about the, the expectations and the hype that I had to see this movie and see it with my mm-hmm. dad and my family over to the Christmas holiday. And I remember walking out of that theater being like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, so yeah, I think it's disappointing. And so two out of eight. Moral of the story is Disney still got our money. Yeah, bastards. They, I mean, now, so, now a little bit of free promotion on this podcast. No free advertisements. No, but I don't like you, Mickey. Um, yeah. So I guess with that being said, Michael, you had some thoughts on May the Fourth because some Star Wars related news did drop. So yeah, super exciting, man. Uh, Taika Waititi is doing the next one, which love that guy. I just, I think after like i mentioned seeing he was on the disney galleries documentary on disney plus he's just a fun dude i've loved every single movie he's made since what we do in the shadows thor ragnarok is probably the best marvel movie um his episode of the mandalorian was so fun i really enjoyed that uh he's he's gonna kill it and the the co-author the co-screenwriter yeah um, oscar nominated yeah oscar nominated oscar nominated for 1917 christy wilson um cairns um, I think Carnes, Cairns, excuse me. 
Um, but yeah, so you got an Oscar nominated, an Oscar winner. He won, I think he Oscar won. Oscar winner, screenplay. he won for JoJo, right? JoJo, yeah. So he's the right guy to get at this time. He's hot. He's going to bring the right humor, the right story, and the right drama to Star Wars. What I'm just curious to see is what story they are going to tell because they can go in literally any direction. What would you, would you like to see a story based on a character we already know? Or do you want to see something totally different? I Like I said before, I'm kind of tired of Star Wars at this moment. Um, I think if they're going to do any solo movies, I'd like it, I'd like it to be a woman. I, I, I know I've mentioned her name before, Ahsoka Tano. Cody has drafted me to the cult of Tano. She's the best Jedi character I've seen. She's really strong. Rosario Dawson's going to be playing her in The Mandalorian which is going to make me want to watch that show again because I'm, I love Rosario Dawson. I think she's gorgeous. She's a perfect Ahsoka Tano. And she can carry a movie. I think best case scenario is they, they swap these characters back and forth like Marvel's going to be doing and Rosario's on The Mandalorian and then they've also got her solo movie maybe somewhere. But it's, that's hard because she's got the whole Clone Wars as her backstory Yeah, for now. Um, I, I hope they're not... I think they should maybe ride the wave of doing some solo movies for a little bit uh, because a trilogy is a huge undertaking. Yeah, and I don't think this is going to be a trilogy. I think Ryan Johnson is developing either a trilogy or something original. He's working on a new Star Wars story that I, last I heard. Um, I'm under the impression this is going to be a solo movie. At least I agree. I hope I hope that it's a solo movie. And I hope it's something original, honestly. I I would love the original piece of work, original characters. I think I would love to see a person of color, man or woman, be the lead of this. Childish Gambino. But he's already he's already been established as Lando. Yeah, give Lando a movie. I don't want but it's fine. I don't want to see Taika doing that, you know. I don't want to see Taika doing a Lando movie. Um personally. Yeah. That's that's that is my two cents. I, I, I think Star Wars is so vast and you can literally do anything, anything with yeah. it. And you can create any character, any moment in time, anywhere. And I think for a guy like Taika, who's super accomplished and has made some really bold stories and has revitalized franchises, a.k.a. Thor, he's the person, he's the right person to do this. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, there's a lot of lore available, from what I understand, for super old Republic stuff that happens before the prequels. Um, that'll be fun. I know they have yeah. some, I think it's a video game or something. I'm not sure. I'll have to do some more research on that. Man, well, Brian, I think that, that brings us to the end. I think we've talked a lot about Rise of Skywalker. We both hated it. Uh, probably won't watch it again. Uh, <laughs> I This is the first time I saw it. I didn't go and see it when it was in theaters. Yeah. I knew it was going to be trash, I think. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things where you saw the reviews, and but you, you just still had it. It's one of those things. I'm committed. I, I need to see these Star Wars movies in theaters. I need to see these Marvel movies in theaters. I'm just, they have and that's how they're getting your money, dude. I know, I know. I know. Disney's got streaming on lock. I, I think they're doing, they're, they've got it. Yeah, so I'm excited for the series of Star Wars moving forward. I'm not excited for movies moving forward with the exception of maybe this Taika movie. And even then I'm, I'm a little skeptical because I wonder how much creative Liberty he has. I want, I, I want yeah. to see, I want to see Taika's voice. I don't want to see, you know, I guess Disney's voice or Kathleen Kennedy's voice, George Lucas's voice. I want to see Taika's voice when it's Taika. It's good. And I'm nervous because people might 
hardcore fans might distance themselves from Taika if he ruins it. And he makes awesome movies that I, not that I'm hoping for a nail in the coffin in his career, but that's, I think that's a possibility if we're going to do some future telling. I, I, I think it'll be similar to Ryan Johnson. I think he's potentially, I think a movie he's going to make, it's going to be fresh and Rotten Tomatoes are using that as a bar. Maybe mm-hmm. the audience won't like it. And if the audience doesn't like it, then we're effed. And yeah. then, and then from there, he just goes and does, does what Ryan Johnson does and creates an original, an original movie like Knives Out. And yeah. next thing you know, he's Oscar nominated again. Right. So, um, so yeah. And then like JJ, people are going to be high on JJ because fans, audiences relatively enjoyed this movie. Yeah, and honestly, Bad Robot Productions puts out really good stuff. I, I, I never knock any of the, the qualities there. And the quality of this movie was there as far as effects. It was, it, it was a JJ movie, like for sure, just with Felt it, how, yeah. how it's glossed and some of the frames and shots. I can tell you, you can tell this is, it, it looked like a Force Awakens movie, just worse, <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. and then if, you, if you were to watch them all in order, you can tell that the middle movie is definitely done by somebody else. Anyways, yeah, so we gave our ratings. What's your, what's your last slice of the day? No, you do the last slice. Why me? Because I didn't come up with one. Oh, you bastard. Um, okay. Plus, so my, I did the last one. Yeah, yeah. No, you told me. Okay, so no, mine's just a general last slice. It's been in my mind frequently. Just last slice. Yeah, my, it's, just, it's just a last slice. My last slice of the day is that I was supposed to get married this Saturday. And that's, oh, Brian, that, has been, that has been on my mind so much you know i with covid going on we had to postpone our wedding and though that's small fries compared to what other people are going through right now so i want to keep that in perspective but with that being said it still sucks and um yeah so just actively trying to figure out what to do this saturday got some things planned for kimberly and i and i know she has some things planned too but surprises uh yes and no so she's going to tell me the surprise no. <laughs> she, said, she said i have the day and she has the night someone did actually reach out to our photographers and paid for a mini session this saturday oh, so our wow. photographers are coming to, are going to come to our house for like 30 minutes and take some photos of us which is really nice and then that's so cute um a friend of ours mk she came by yesterday and dropped off some strawberry cake which was really thoughtful because our cake yeah, i gave her your address yeah oh really yeah yeah <laughs> so our our cake was going to be strawberry and um yeah so you know i think we got some things for one another we're trying to make the most out of it but um yeah it still sucks you know so and you entered a, a bush beer competition can you tell me about that enter you know bush did a giveaway um for couples whose wedding plans have been impacted by covid thousands of people entered you know which is when you think about it really sad <laughs> um but um and we had a lot of fun doing a little photo shoot we did a little we did a little uh um, throw back to Dumb and Dumber a little bit with our with our Instagram caption, but um, we we were not selected, so we will not be getting. Oh, a, they picked already. We will, yeah, we will not be getting a free free beer for a year from Bush, but it was a good time, and it's nice to see you know people couples who have been impacted being recognized. But again, that is small fries compared to what other people are going through, and our thoughts are with everyone, all the families and individuals who have been directly impacted by this, and all the frontline workers who have been. Working incredibly hard to make sure everyone else's lives are going on as normal as possible. So we thank you. Yeah. Awesome. How about you? What's what's your last slice? Man, I, here's a confession. I've got my confession this week. We've been binging house of cards again, which crazy because 
I don't think I finished watching the final season. Cody told me it was awesome. Um, season one is amazing. David Fincher series. Um, he's he's just so great. Yeah, he did the first episode. Um, and I think he might be a producer. I don't know if it's on my head. But I think knowing that Kevin Spacey was a sexual assailant makes his character more scary, more evil. So it, that brings a whole nother perspective. And I kind of feel guilty because I don't want to give any shout outs to anybody who's broken the law and been really creepy. Yeah. Um, so that's been really great. And I'm excited for that. We're going to finish it sometime soon. Also, I just read a tweet today. Tom Cruise has been selected to do a movie with NASA. It's going to take place in space. The very first movie shot in space. It's going to be set on the ISS. Um, that, I don't know. That's just some Tom Cruise shit. I think he's already pushed pushed the buttons a little bit on how far his luck is going to go as a stunt actor, but we'll see where that goes. I like space. Some of my favorite movies. Yeah, that is, that is really interesting and looking forward to seeing how that goes. Classic Tom Cruise. Classic Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, and we don't really have anything to compare that to except gravity, which I'm interested in watching it again. Cause I, I like that and it, it won some Oscars, but enough of all that thank you everyone for listening to our slice on film hope you enjoyed us trashing the final episode of the skywalker saga we will be back sometime in the future when taika watiti's movie comes out and hopefully we won't trash that one yeah thank you very much and uh that's been our slice on film